Welcome to Adventures in Creativity, a show fueled by conversations and curiosity with your host, David Swida. Inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. Now, this is credited to Pablo Picasso, one of the world's best all-time artist, and my guest today is going to agree with me on this. I know it 100%. Guys, this is the Adventures in Creativity podcast. I'm your host, David Swiduck, and I wanted to talk today about an idea I'd written about a while back, an article on my website. It's uh, kind of the idea of the secrets behind inspiration and why people struggle so hard to find them. And I wanted to tackle this with a very, very good friend of mine. And for the first time, as promised, I've got my good friend Mac Sikulski from the Shutter Time podcast with me. And he was jazzed to come on because he knew I was going to bring up that Picasso quote. And that is his favorite. Mac, how are you doing? (laughs) Hold on a second. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready Ah, for the adventures. Perfect. Got to pack those bags. I'm all geared up, and let's go, Picasso. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, for those of you who may not not know, Mac, uh, very famously on his show, Shutter Time, uh, is not a huge Picasso fan. And (laughs) so I I had to pull his leg. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. That was, was, it works. I mean, everybody has their own idea of, inspiration and if picasso inspires you that's all great and dandy you're smoking (laughs) something but you know yeah well let's be honest that quote even though it's credited to him very often it's also been credited to about a million other people so who knows where it originated but i think there's some truth in it but before we tackle that just for those who may not know who you are or be familiar with you although I don't know how, because you are literally how I got my start in podcasting. If we, if we want to be honest about it, you invited me to come chat with you on your show, Shutter Time. So, Mac, why don't you fill us in kind of quickly on, on who you are and what you have going on? Uh, who am I? I'm uh, uh, Max Sikulski, of course. Uh, Shutter Time with Sid and Mac, formerly Sid. Uh, she's gone off the show, so it's right now just me. And yeah, we've been podcasting for over seven years. We've got 236 episodes published. Well, Man. the 236 is going to be published on Saturday. Nice. Uh, I'm a well, photographer. I take pictures. Let, let me put it this <laughs> way. I, I take pictures. Um, I don't know if I can call myself a photographer or not. Why, why would you say that? Uh, just because, you know... We, we, you and me, we had this discussion many, many times. <laughs> right. We always say, "Oh, I'm not so good. I'm not good. I'm not good." And every, and then we turn each other at each other, saying, "Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, yep, you are." Yep. And it's just, it's a vicious circle. <laughs> yeah, we tear tear ourselves down just so then the so we can build ourselves up, build each other yeah. up. Exactly. Yep. Um, so I've been taking pictures for a long time, Mm -hmm. uh, since I was a kid, I had breaks here and there, uh, essentially. And right now I went back to shooting film and lately I've been shooting film only film. Nice. Um, you know, the, the, the whole interest in new cameras and it just doesn't, doesn't pique my interest anymore. All these new cameras coming out, everything else is just, I couldn't care less, really. Right. So, and uh, that's it, really. Just take pictures. Uh, my <laughs> wife usually runs the blog, which is on mixedmedia.photography. Shameless plug. Perfect. Um, and we do the podcast. So, and you are uh, very often on the podcast and we <laughs> always have lots of fun. So, yeah. I figured might as well go for an adventure. Yeah, and you know, switch it I, up a bit. Exactly. And and I've really been been wanting to have you on. And I know we, we had you on once or twice over on my other show, Digital Soup. And and no, I swear no, you didn't have me. Well, you we had you over. You had Captain Poland over. Well, we had Captain Poland over, but I know you were there once or twice because you were yelling at him because he got well, drunk. Well, I had to keep out. him in check because he's right. a drunk, drunk Polish dude. So I mean, come on. Right. <laughs> True. So, but those times we had like the worst technical difficulties ever every time 
And I just was, I was always so bummed out because you guys have been so kind. You and Sid when she was still there. And now, of course, you with Shutter Time, bringing me on all the time to chat with you guys. I don't know why, but I enjoy coming all the time over there and just hanging out with, with the Shutter Time crew. And um, it's like when, when I was thinking about starting to just bring friends on here and just talk, maybe not so much of like the traditional interviews or conversations that I do, but just, you know, kind of pick a topic and let's let's just chat about it with my friends because I've got a lot of awesome people like yourself, creative people mm-hmm. that are all doing awesome things. And it's like, you know what? Why am I really putting so much stress on myself to try and try and book these super, super special guests that are super hard to book? <laughs> you know? And I realize that sounds lazy of me, but it's like, I'd rather have these conversations with my friends too, you know? <laughs> Good thing you added that too. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um no, not, no, that's that's a great thing, and and honestly, what you've been doing with your adventures is absolutely awesome. I can't miss a show. It's every single show is so inspirational, so really cool to listen to, and the fact that you're not only focusing on photography, you're talking mm-hmm. you're talking about every aspect of the creative process. Yeah, I mean that metal worker. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, man, that is so amazing stuff. Yeah, he was and awesome. It was, yeah, no, exactly. And, and so, yeah, dude, you, you have an amazing show. You have amazing guests. Just keep on going. Ah, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I mean, you've not to get too sappy here before we get into the inspiration talk, <laughs> but it, it is inspirational to me personally, because since I've, you know, literally just gotten started with this, you know, back the first episode, you guys asked me to come and talk with you guys and going forward as we started Digital Soup and been doing that over two years now. Mm-hmm. And in this show and everything else, I mean, I don't know that I've had a bigger, like, uh, this isn't a derogatory term, but a bigger cheerleader in my corner, giving me feedback, both good and bad when it's needed. And, you know, just kind of urging me on and, and telling me to keep going. And I know I broke your heart early when I when I stopped my, uh, my YouTube channel I was doing, but I it know, just... But- it, it was you know, so it much work, <laughs> but I told you is. then I've got new things coming. So I hope I've, uh, hope I've lived up to that side of it at least. But. <laughs> so, so basically right now we're doing a bro hog type of thing. And yeah. 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 Pounding Slapping a good high five. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've got your bags packed. Yes. We're set for an adventure. And I thought, you know, this is something because of those conversations you mentioned before with us where we both, you know, get so down on ourselves at time, like, ah, I'm just, I can't make a picture to save my life. I'm not feeling creative. I've got no inspiration. And I was thinking Mm -hmm. about it lately. I've been going back, uh, I've been doing a lot of writing and stuff, but I've been going back through um, previous stuff, looking at what I can need to update on the website and all of that kind of stuff. And I found this article that I'd written back in August of 2018 here. And the article I wrote was called The Secrets Behind Inspiration and Why Many Can't Find It. And I was thinking about so many of our offline conversations, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to bring you on. We're going to talk a little bit about inspiration. And it'll probably, I guess, be safe to say, yeah, it'll probably be safe to say that it would also be a lot lot of photography-centric talk in a way, because that's what we both do. But yes. it, it applies to everything. I mean, whether you're a musician, a painter, or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, the, the idea, everyone's looking for that inspiration. So where, I guess to start it off, where do you find most often inspiration coming for you, whether it be with your photography or anything else you're doing? Oh, boy. Um, I was thinking about this question that it's probably going to come up. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's 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 a very difficult question because sometimes uh, one thing I've noticed is lately is if I force myself to look for inspiration, I'll never find it. Right. Uh, many times it hits me out of the left field completely. Right. And then you're just, okay, I got my camera. Let's go. Let's do something. Let's, let's photograph because I've got this urge. I got to fill it. Right, but uh, it could be it it could be anything. I mean, it could be a good day. Uh, could be uh, you know something that you accomplished during that day. You know, either work wise, something that's that was important that was hanging on top of you, and you actually finished it. 
and you're happy with the results and everybody else is happy with the results. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that good feeling that, that just inspires you to do something else, something more, mm-hmm. something more creative. And then you feel like, let's do something. Yeah. Um, the other part of the inspiration is my wife. Essentially, mm-hmm. she pushes me to do things like, let's go to the mountains for a day. <laughs> right. So right. I go, okay, fine. Let's go to the mountains. Yeah. And then once we're driving, once we're talking, like we had that show, yeah, the shameless plug. Sorry. Plug away. <laughs> Episode 235, we had that uh, conversation in the car. Yeah. Uh, and that inspires you to do something. And on that trip, I took one camera, one lens, and that was it. And right. three rolls of film. Because, again, I'm just shooting film. So that, I guess that's that's inspiration for me right now. It's mm-hmm. it's not, not looking for it actively. Mm-hmm. Just let it come by itself. Right. Hey, would, would you agree, I mean... How would I word this? Um, when, when you get into those those grooves, so to speak, where, like you say, you're you're on the trip with your wife and you're feeling suddenly inspired, would you say that that kind of tends to build on itself? Like you feel inspired today because you're doing this thing, and then you get the you know say images back and you're looking at them like, wow, I really really did that well or I did this or oh hey I noticed a theme on this or something like that and now I'm now I'm inspired to keep doing this or to try this other thing or do you feel like for you the inspiration kind of build off itself it does um especially right now when they started shooting uh actively shooting black and white film right uh, essentially you know I look at my wife's pictures she's shooting she's still shooting digital she's never gonna shoot film uh, and she's shooting in colors. She loves her colors, especially in the in the winter times that we have right, right now. And that color inspires her to move forward to to uh, get more pictures. Right now, because I'm shooting in black and white, then black and white. You know, you start looking at the world in black and white, and that inspires you to move to to look at different things in a different way. Because you got to look at the world in, in more of a black and white feel. So you're looking for light. You're looking for shadows, contrasts, and shapes more than the actual vistas and um, things like that. So, yeah, right. yeah. To, to, to answer your question in a very long way, yes, <laughs> it, does, <laughs> it does move you forward in, in, the same, in the same direction, actually. Right. Well, and, and, you know, the black and white thing, you know, you know, well, for me, I struggle with it so hard because I'm, I'm a color addict. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am obsessed with color and um, really struggle to create a black and white image. I love looking at other people's black and white photographs, which is really weird, but I really struggle to find that sweet spot with my own work. And I don't know why that is, but I did this shoot um, this last weekend. My wife had a, a nice surprise planned for me for Valentine's Day, a late Valentine's Day gift. Well, it wasn't late. She gave it to me on Valentine's, but the scheduling happened last weekend. And her and I went out of town. And, um, you know, the, the whole plan for her was she wanted a, a weekend where I could just get away and do nothing but photography. She'd just come along. We'd hang out, spend time together, and I'd get to shoot a bunch of images. Well, the weather kind of... Well, for lack of a better term, it crapped all over it, but I still got to shoot all weekend because she decided she wanted me to do a um, a boudoir session for her. And I kids, was... Uh, kids, yeah. close your ears. Here comes the gory details. No, <laughs> nothing too gory. Um, I, it, it, I, I've shot a lot of portraits over the years, and I did do some... Um, some of these kind of boudoir style shots when she was pregnant with both of our, our kids, mm-hmm. um, back in those days. And I was happy with the, with the results, but I was very early into my photography journey. And so definitely a, a huge improvement from the first child to the second child, but I haven't shot this kind of photo since then. And I've never shot boudoir for anyone other than my wife. Back then, I didn't think about it so much because I was new. I'm like, hey, look at this cool thing I can do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> wow, I got the lighting right. That's all I cared about, you know. 
this time uh, I'm at a much different place with my photography and I was inspired. There's so many, so much beautiful work and I, I knew what I wanted. You know, I wanted this very natural. I didn't want it to be super posy. Um, wanted kind of just a natural, like spending a morning hanging out in a hotel or, you mm-hmm. know, in the, you know, reading books, whatever. And we did that. And I got, got done last night. I was going through processing. I had her standing over my shoulder here at my, <laughs> my desk. Cause I'm like, first, you know, you help me pick which ones do you like, which ones do you not like, you know, let's just get rid of anything you're not happy with as far as the, the pose before I edited anything. Right. And so it, it was fun and it was kind of cool for her to be able to sit in and see the process as well. But then as we went, started going through them and I was editing and we'd get, you know, I, I ended up doing something I never do with portrait sessions. And that was creating um, duplicates, basically, of every single image in that file. I did one color version and one black and white. That's something I never do. Wow. And the reason being that I really loved a lot of the color looks, most of them I loved in color. But man, some of these in black and white, I, they were just phenomenal. I mean, and it was one of the first times in ages where I really felt inspired to go shoot more black and white. And I I don't know what it was, but let me tell you, I, I wrote in our, our um, Discord server, you know, for our, our collective here that I have never felt pressure from a client, no matter if it's been, <laughs> wh- and it, was, it wasn't her, it wasn't pressure from her. She felt horrible that I was feeling this, but just pressure on myself from every wedding I've shot, every portrait session, doesn't matter. I've never felt pressure and, and nerves. Like as I was finishing editing these and then I, you know, essentially delivered the gallery to her and said, all right, take a look. Let me know what you think. Thankfully, she was happy, <laughs> really happy with them. But, oh, man, I was nervous. Like you don't want to let your wife down. You don't want to want to have her look at the images and, and feel like she just, you know, was photographed poorly, you know, and it's like, uh, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> you got this. Oh, you got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand completely. Yeah. I've done that before. And luckily, it's uh, one thing I found is that uh, it's a, a great self-esteem boost. Yeah, it was. I mean, she's been kind of buzzing. She's obviously these type of pictures. You know, pictures we're not sharing them out there. Everywhere, no, of course not. I mean, that's that's your private little right. thing, right? Yep. It was just just for us, and you know, in her eyes, weirdly, she was doing it for me. Which you know, she's asking me, "What's your favorites?" And I've struggled. I told her, "You know what? Let me give me a week or two now that they're edited to kind of get out of the photographer mindset that took these and get into right. being able to just look at them with you know." non-photographer eyes as best as I can when and try not to pick apart my flaws as far as where I mess this up or you know whatever let me just step back from it and then look at them again from the husband viewpoint so I can really give you an honest answer because right now I'm still in that photographer processing editing mindset Mm -hmm. and it's just it's not the same no but that's that's why I was glad she was standing over my shoulder as I was doing some of the editing too Cause she, you know, I was talking to her about different things as, you know, as I was changing this, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And she really, I think got a better sense of what I was actually looking at mm-hmm. compared to what she was looking at, you know? So it was pretty cool in that respect. But the the thing is the inspiration now, suddenly I'm finding myself going, man, I don't, I don't want to shoot boudoir stuff for anyone else. I don't know. I, I don't know if I could do it for someone that wasn't my wife. It, it's kind of a, I don't know. One of those things. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable doing it. Well, from from a perspective to, uh, of a person that done this type of stuff, um, one thing it's what's really great is um, seeing the 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 because when you're taking the images, uh, you usually see them right off the bat on the on the screen, and you can tell how great these are, right? And you know how the woman will feel after the after the the, the the whole photo shoot because the whole key behind boudoir photo shoot is you gotta keep talking right to your client and telling her how great how beautiful how wonderful she is right to make her more comfortable sitting in front of a you know a creepy old guy with a camera <laughs> <laughs> right move this way oh i can't see your nipples oh okay great perfect like yeah exactly no it doesn't doesn't work that way but no, the, the, no. it's it is inspirational i i always find it empowering right uh that it's 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 um that i'm doing something great for somebody else 
Right. You're, you're letting them feel good about themselves. Yes. And showing and them. Yeah. And that that's I the whole say. idea of the, of the whole boudoir session. It's not right. about sexiness. It's not mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, any of that sex stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all about how great you look, how beautiful you are and how sexy you are. Right. It doesn't matter if you're 50, if you're 30, if you're 20, mm-hmm. don't matter. This is what it is for you. Right. Yeah, that's, I guess from that angle, I could see, you know, see getting the personal satisfaction, the, the, the creative satisfaction out of it, almost almost like, um, because you're giving them a, a glimpse into how other people, how, how beautiful other people view them, you know, yes. so something that's, that we don't see about ourselves very often. And that, no. that side of it, I, I guess I, I could, could see, but I, I just, the one thing I found myself though, I, you know, well, let me say this. The, the reason I say I don't know if I'd be comfortable with it, I, I'm going to put this in perspective, even though I run the risk of sounding like a uh, <laughs> complete nerdy prude or something, but I held hands with the, with a girl for the first time. That happens for most people in like fifth or sixth grade, <laughs> seventh grade, maybe. I was 19. Uh, I, I was very, I had all my, uh, not all, but a lot of my best friends through school, my high school and junior high school years, we were a very small school and I had a lot of female friends. We were just best friends. And I didn't really get to that point of uh, getting into the relationship side of things till I was late. I mean, late in, in my, you know, so late So you were teens. just a late bloomer. Yep. And, and so I, I'm very <laughs> like shy about, <laughs> about that kind of stuff. But I mean, that's why I don't know if I could be comfortable doing it, but I came away from it feeling super inspired, even though it's not something I do. It's like, I want to shoot some more portraits. I want to shoot some more black and white. And mm-hmm. I've been talking here about it. And, and you and I have talked too about how just the general subject matter I've been really being drawn to lately, which has typically been, you know, these, these Northern Minnesota landscapes. But even since last summer, I've been finding I'm a little bored with just this standard landscape stuff. And I've been more drawn to finding these, um, you know, scenes and stories, a little more cinematic approach, whatever it might be. So I'm in this weird, everything's shifting anyways for me. And so this just added a layer of inspiration on there on top of it, which is very cool. So it was a, it was a fun weekend, but. Yeah. And, and that's the whole idea behind inspiration is that I too get bored from, from time to time to, mm-hmm. of, of landscapes or if I'm shooting a portrait or if I if I have time to find a model and shoot some you know lifestyle stuff on the streets or, or something to that effect, that gets boring and that, that gets boring to me and I need to switch over to landscapes again and vice right. versa again. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, and one thing that that you know people say don't look at I, I I never look at other photographers. I hardly ever look at photographers for looking for inspiration. Uh, because uh, the stuff that I look at is usually landscapes that are not attainable, not easily right. atta- attainable because they're overseas or in a different country or right. really, really far away, which is all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just talking BS. But uh, the, you know, so that's why, you know, looking at those images, you go, oh, I would love to shoot like that. But I don't have these mountains. I don't have these forests. I don't have these these lakes. All I have is in my backyard is a bunch of trees and a prairie. Right. Right. So if I want to do something, I gotta make a make an actual commitment and actually say, okay, we're going out for a day because it's a, to, to get to right. the mountains. It's about four hour drive. Yeah. So I don't look at other like the the big beautiful landscapes that people put out on 500 px or Flickr or sure. or wherever right or because it's just unattainable so right. you get pissed off because you, you you're inspired by this you want to try to recreate something like this and you don't have the yeah. the, the facilities to do it right portraits same thing because i'm not a portrait guy so i mean i can try different things but again it's the same thing mm-hmm. but what really inspires me is your images, your late images of the of the two projects that you have. Oh yeah, yeah. The, 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 the sign. The, yep. Sign language. Is yep. it? Yep. Sign language is the the one. 
and the um, other one is the empty streets of your of your yeah, towns and then yep. those are so fabulous and so inspiring because i know i can get those oh thank you i can get those images because we have tons of little towns around here sure you can drive to them really they're not that <laughs> far away right and all you need to do is find the right conditions yep and be able to shoot something similar well and, it, it, and not it, a, not even that much just be able to put in the time because regardless yes. of what the conditions are if you put in the time and you just you know spend some time walking around and looking and you know seeing what's around i i'm th- for me that project all comes about where i'll be some of those images um in the solitary refinement project um the, the empty streets and some of that were literally where there was tons of activity around some of my I, I took i remember over the fourth of july uh weekend festivities last year and i mean it was literally parades going on on the other side of these buildings but as i was walking back to the car because i had to throw something in the cooler or you know whatever it was i noticed these little areas where i'm like oh man it's just this quiet little moment even though there was chaos right around the corner mm-hmm. and you notice these little scenes and it kind of plays off and that's kind of that slightly cinematic. My mind kind of makes up these little, you know, short movies, basically. Like, oh, this is like a little scene here, a scene there, whatever. And it's just, a, it really is an exploration uh, of not just the towns and in, in the, the physical space I'm in, but in, in my mind, too, of like, well, what does this make me think of? You know, and it's it's one of those things. But you brought up a point. I don't mean to, to change the topic here, but it's in the article I wrote, and, and our good friend Antonio... Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's doing something because this is something I think you mentioned too, about going out and looking at other photographers work, um, you know, the 500 PX and how you don't really do that because it's, it's just unattainable for you. But that's something a lot of people will do all the time. They'll go out and look at other, you know, other photographers work, movies, music, whatever. And they're, they're searching for this inspiration, Right. And I know Antonio has been going in and he keeps doing these, um, what does he call them? Uh, deep dives, I think. Mm-hmm. That, that's what he's using, right? On these, yeah. like the masters, the, the old, the, the masters of photography. The old foggies. Yeah, yeah. And there's some excellent work and there's nothing wrong with doing that at all. So Antonio, I know you listen. I, I'm, this isn't to say there's anything wrong at all with doing that. But it's one of those things I think people do for inspiration. And I think that's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. And that's something I wrote about in this article because, you know, kind of the mindset of what you said, those landscapes on 500px or these old masters that spent 40 years shooting this series that now you're seeing and looking at and being blown away by their work, you might feel extreme enjoyment and satisfaction out of looking at it. But I would argue that you might not feel inspired to actually pick up a camera and create something of your own. Yeah, you know, to be honest, it, it, it's a really hard thing to do because one thing we don't see, especially with a lot of photographers, we don't see the outtakes. Right. We don't, we see, you know, one image that took a hundred images to create. Right. Because the conditions weren't right, something wasn't right, you know, and we have these outtakes and then we get one that clicks perfectly. Yep. Right. Right. And we only, and us as viewers, we only see that. We don't see the outtakes. So, you know, gathering information, inspiration from these images, I think it's a, it's a bit of a trap because, you know, you might be inspired, but it could be a quick, really quick letdown. Right. When you, when you go out there and you try to recreate something or something similar, Mm -hmm. because I'm not saying do this exactly the same thing as the other photographers did, but, you know, looking at this, the, the the light, the shadows, shapes, compositions, trying to recreate something like this, mm-hmm. and then you don't get it right off the bat, right. or you don't get it that quickly, mm-hmm. that puts you down a bit because then you're saying, "Oh shit, I'm not really good at it." Right. I, I just created a shot of all these hundreds of photos, and I haven't come back with anything that's worth sharing. <laughs> Right. You know? And that brings you down and puts you down and puts you back into that rut, mm-hmm. you know, with a with a shovel, essentially. Right. Yeah. Just just piles on the dirt on you. I, right. That's the way I feel. That's the way I, I look at it. So that's why I never I never actively look for inspiration. I right. 
I find it that it's 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 easier to let it come. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't shoot for a long time. Right. You know, I, I'm starting to be okay with the idea that I don't have to shoot every week. I don't have mm-hmm. to shoot every, you know, every day or every once a month even. Right. I can let it go and, and, and just wait for the, for the inspiration to, to, to arrive, but not, okay, let me put it this way. It's not <laughs> waiting right. with my, you know, twiddling my thumbs going, okay, I'm ready to shoot. Yeah. I'm on. here. I'm, yeah. I'm ready for you. It's it's not nothing like that, but it's not actively searching for it. Right. You're not forcing yourself because forcing yourself, it's it's. I, I think it's never going to work. Right. Well, in in I guess that's it's kind of. Um, I don't know how you'd say because I, I don't I don't think we disagree on this, but I, I think I I do have a I, I come at it from a little little different mindset where. I do I, like I look at other photo work. I look at you know partly because of this show too. I'm I'm always looking for awesome new stuff, and and I've really tried to make it my mission, whether it's here on the show or just in day to day general you know social media whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When I see someone doing something, I don't care how big they are, how famous, or if they're just a, a little guy like myself or or girl, you know, woman. That's that if they're making something awesome. I it, it is my mission to kind of let them know at, at the very least share their stuff or reach out send them a message say hey I saw this thing you're doing I love it you know and, and it's just kind of spreading a little positivity but I do not only for that reason I do look at and enjoy a ton of different stuff mm-hmm. and and I find inspiration all over the place oftentimes more than I can keep up with because I, I get you know so many ideas and then I just start jotting stuff down and I never get around to doing any of them, you know? Exactly. But I, I think that the key is like, I don't feel like I'm looking at this stuff, searching for something to inspire me to do something. Because when I'm looking at that work, the only thing that, that makes me want to pick up a camera and create or pick up, you know, start sit down at my computer and start writing or whatever it is, is if, if seeing that other work happens to spark an idea, um, you know, related to what it is, not usually the case for me. Usually it's more of a, I'm looking at this to just enjoy it, to see what other people are doing and, and be able to just kind of immerse myself and enjoy all the different creative brilliance that's happening every day around us. Mm-hmm. Myself though, when it comes to inspiration, I, I do, whether it was Picasso or someone else saying it, I do find myself very much in the camp of thinking, Inspiration, we I, I believe we all have an unlimited well of inspiration within us. You know, I, I think that, that our, agree. our creative well, if you want to think of our creative um, idea bank or whatever you want to call it, is limitless. I think the more you use it, the more you're going to find, and it just keeps refilling itself. But the key is, I think, even when you're not feeling inspired by anything particular – you know, you see writers do this all the time. They make it a habit where they creativity becomes a habit, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, whether they're feeling it or not, they get up in the morning and they write those thousand words or, you know, they spend that hour. Um, photographers, you see a lot of people where regardless of what they're working on, they go out and they just create something. Because in a lot of ways, I feel it's a lot like like any other muscle in our body. We have to exercise it so that when when that creativity when that inspiration comes we're we're there and we're ready to act on it and we're feeling in tip top shape you know so we don't have to spend 3 days knocking the rust off of it mm-hmm. and, and trying to remember how to do it it's it's something that you know the the old idea it has to find you working and i think that's where like for me i can't go for real long stretches without doing something as a creative outlet you know as a, as a creative habit so to speak if i'm not out shooting i'm writing or um, going through past, you know, images. I'm, I'm working on editing. I'm working on something all the time. And thankfully, you know, doing two podcasts a week and all the other yeah. stuff gives me <laughs> plenty of time to exercise. But you know, the creative muscles. But yeah, that's that's I think the the big trap. Like you said, we fall into is so many people start looking at this stuff because they're feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. They're feeling in that creative rut. But then they're, they they look to someone else for the answers. When I, I think. It the answer just, is some is, is completely somewhere else. Right. And it's a, okay. I'm going to give you an example. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, of this of this quote, and it's completely left field because, uh, as we know, I'm an IT, so yep. I'm an IT professional, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you can say it. Okay, fine. I'm an IT professional. <laughs> there you go. I'm a hacker. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Can you I'm turn least. stoplights on and off? <laughs> and, and like zoom it. in on, on it. tires uh, we'll tell you on this adventure you have to find out if hibbing suddenly the power goes out and it's like <laughs> captain right. poland sign pull, pull, you know pulls up in, in the distance like uh, crap that polack again <laughs> um but uh, you know i was actually thinking right now about this inspiration exists but it also but it has to find you working is yep. Because I do a lot of IT and my 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 day to day stuff is all IT and it's helping clients and helping them with their problems and finding solutions for their problems. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff, you know, you're sitting there working and you're you're trying to solve this stupid little problem, and then all of a sudden you start working on something else, and the idea comes up and you have a solution. Right, and it just flows into it and it's and it's i find it i found it happening so many times mm-hmm. that you're working on something and you can't come up with a network design because it's 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 weird it's somebody's out out in the boonies and you can't connect to the network and how to get it working properly and then you start working on something else something similar and then the idea comes back it's like oh yes that's the solution there we go and right you know, so yeah, you have to keep sort of working um, in photography. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, you say you're working on on, on podcasts, you're working on, on yeah. your images. Um, my photography has slowed down very much mm-hmm. um, to 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 the point where I was saying on my on my other show that I didn't even have a 2019 Lightroom catalog. <laughs> Which was uh, surprised, actually, quite surprised. <laughs> I opened right. the and was like, oh, 2019. Oh, we're in February. Right. Damn, where's my <laughs> 2019 catalog? Um, but because of because of other I because of the IT stuff and everything else, mm-hmm. my, my photography has slowed down. And I think the film stuff helps me not miss it as much because I have I know I have to be a little bit more careful with what right. images I take. So by slowing it down, you know, that trip that we took uh, into a park the other day, you, I started looking at the world in a completely different way. It was like I was brand new to photography. Mm-hmm. It's I started noticing patterns and shadows and shapes and trees and light and in such a different way that I, I just wanted to stop and take pictures of everything. Right. You had, you had a little pent up, uh, yes. Creative expression. Yes. Happened. And then yeah. it just, well, I wouldn't say ejaculated, but it just <laughs> spewed. You spewed art all over the place. Exactly. And unfortunately <laughs> film was holding me down. So, well, that's all right though. But that's, that's, uh, that's the whole idea. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, ins- inspiration is really hard to find, especially when you're when you're in the doldrums, when you're in that mm-hmm. creative rut. Oh, and it's so easy to get there. Oh, yeah. very easy. All you have to do is just look at your images. You know the, yep. the, the images I took in the mountains. You know mm-hmm. I took two rolls of film, so thirty images. And you look at the images, and you go, "Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, that didn't work." And it's like, "Oh crap!" I'm, yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm no, I'm not good. That's no. It. I, I myself, I, I saw the, the, you know, the images you're talking about. And, and if you're cool with it, I'd love to have you send me a couple. We can throw them in the show notes here on the website. Um, but I, I think you have some, some beautiful work that you came away with. The problem is we get, as photographers, as creatives in general, we get so wrapped up in the idea of, you know, it, it, I'm not saying we shouldn't like push ourselves and, and hold ourselves to the highest standard possible, push ourselves to always be better. Cause that's absolutely how I approach, approach things. Oh yes. But I do think we get so wrapped up in it that we start beating ourselves up so bad before anything even sees the light of day. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we, we kind of cause this paralysis where we want to just give up 
just because we've already judged, you know, this thing instead of just instead of just saying, "Hey, I made this thing." Sure, we're all going to make mistakes. No one's perfect. If you had to do it again, you'd probably learn from that, which is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. we're always moving forward. But we we have, I think, so often as creatives, it's so hard to just release stuff and say, "Hey, here's something I made. This is where I'm at right now." You know, and and I'm proud of what I made. Sure, is it perfect? No. There's things that would change. Absolutely. But this is something I made because I think so often, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this to the social media side of things a little bit, not too deeply because that's, you know, we've talked about it on your show and, and it's been talked about so much everywhere. Yes. But the, the thing is, is we get so wrapped up in that, that we let the, the pressure of what we think social media is going to like or not like take us away from being able to just put something out there for the joy of creating it and for the joy of actually just saying, yeah, I'm working on this. Today was one of those days I was writing and it didn't quite hit the mark, but you know what? I put the work in and it gave me a new idea and I'm inspired to do this or that or the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's where we have to it's a battle, like epic battle that we have to be so careful about and it all takes place in our own head. Yes. You know, and I, and, I completely agree because like I said, we we always do that to ourselves. Right, right. We're we're good at that like we tear ourselves down and then you know, the, the two of us, it's it's like we, you know, in, in one way, it's awesome that we always have each other's backs, you know, like always like, oh, no, man, you know, like you were, you were kindly paying me a nice compliment about my work. And then I, I quickly change the topic because I get see, embarrassed. Okay, about see, it. <laughs> and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing, you know what, I, I let's, uh, I was actually an idea came into my head. We're, we're psycho, psychoanalyzing this, this adventures this and ideas. Yeah, um, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> That we tear ourselves down to hear the positive from the other person. You think so? Just to feel that, you, you, you know, because if I ask you, do you like this picture? Mm-hmm. Most of the time you're going to say yes. Yep. Right? But I'll, but I'll give least, you feedback if there's something that's right, like, oh, if I like it, wrong. but. Yeah. But if I say, ah, oh, some such a shitty photographer, I took crappy pictures, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. You immediately get to come back. Ah, oh, you're not too bad. They're, they're, they're good. They're actually beautiful. I, I've seen that. F- it makes you look closer at the pictures mm-hmm. to find the good stuff in them. So, you can, so you're not lying. Oh, saying, so, you know, I, I so, you, I, so basically you're doing, I'm doing it to feel better because you're going to say something nice. Okay. So versa. what about this thought? I, I, I'm, I was misunderstanding what you were saying, I think. Do you think there's an element of it that, you know, not necessarily that, because see, I don't know for myself, maybe on a subconscious level, but I don't know that I, you know, when I'm, when I'm being hard on my work and uh, I feel like this is shit, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. You're not, you're not doing it on a I'm conscious not, level. Yeah. It's not a fishing for compliments no, kind of no, thing. No. I, but I wonder how but, much of it, something you said makes me wonder, do you think some of that is because it can kind of help put ourselves in a mindset to look at our work, maybe through someone else's eyes and maybe see what they're seeing to see what those positives are. If we're having trouble seeing it ourselves. Yes. That, there, there could I, be some I of think that. In there, there. Yeah. There's, there's definitely something into it because I mean, that goes with, with music as well. When you're, when you're creating music, when you're creating paintings, when you're creating designs, um, that goes the same way, right? You want somebody else to come in and say, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. This, this works. This, this mm-hmm. is great. You have great composition. You have good light. You know, I see where you're going with it, and I mm-hmm. see a story, and I can, I can feel the image, right, or the design, or 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 the, he, feel the music and feel your heart in in that music and mm-hmm. what, what you created, and I think that's the whole key, is that we right. want to hear that from somebody else, not just ourselves, because mm-hmm. we as creatives will look at it, it's like, yes, I've created it, yes, I kind of like it, I like it. But then that little voice in your head is going to say, do you really like it? Do right. Do you really want to be this this pushy little, you know, <laughs> it's I'm, hard the to greatest, I'm the greatest, I'm the best yep. type of an idea. And then you just go, oh, no, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not that great. Right. Well, right? and it's so hard, too, because sometimes we're too close to the work. And, yes, you know, you, you, it's so hard as, as a creative, you know, photography, whatever else you're doing, 
to put enough distance between you and the work to get a good idea about. And I think I I I know I keep mentioning this our collective and and we haven't actually officially made it public, but I, I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, damn it, I I am eager for us to go public, start doing some stuff, and I think it's fun. But the the thing I love more than anything about this group we've got is that we all have kind of different uh, styles. We all have different places we're coming from. Mm-hmm. And everyone in this group is so uh, I don't, what's so willing to, like, if we share some work in there, we'll, we'll get those compliments and those good feelings and good vibes. But we're also, I think, the whole group as a whole is good at saying, all right, so I, I see what you're doing here. I like this. Have you thought about this? Or... Uh, I this, the the colors up here are not not doing it for me. Or you know, there's just one ass in our group that is always picking on another member because he's using glitter all the time. I mean, that guy is an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, all he does is is complain about glitter in pictures. And I mean, I don't know, that guy's a jerk. But <laughs> I know. <it's... laughs> no, that that is me. I, I I like to give our our friend Mark a hard time. Um, because <laughs> I hate glitter, but his pictures are beautiful. It, it's just <laughs> giving him a hard time with the glitter. But I mean, we're we're so good at though, and we work so well together. And I think it is so important for not not just that feedback and learning to grow, but I think for the inspiration side of it too, to have that group of people, whether it's one or two or five or whatever, that you know you can bounce your stuff off of, mm-hmm. even at your lowest when you're totally bagging on it. And you can still bounce it off someone, and they'll tell you if it's shit. But they might also look at it and, and give you a perspective on it that will let you move that whole project in another direction that you never even saw. Or their feedback can help inspire you to, to say, okay, so I am onto something here. Let me keep going at this. Mm-hmm. Let me see where this goes. And I think that's something that's helped me a lot and I mean I've always been one to kind of just jump in and try things and explore and experiment or whatever as far as my my career yeah, you're a side. <laughs> no. <laughs> never done that. Ne- never uh, never a drug in this body. But as far as the creative stuff, I mean I, I tend to see something I'll get a random idea and I, I don't think it through. I'm just like, "Yep, I'm going to do this now." And I jump in and then I'll decide later if it works for me, you know. And if it doesn't, oh well, I tried it, it's done. But it's so good to have that place to be able to bounce ideas off and say, okay, so I am on to something or, oh, this one isn't really working. Let's look at this. It's 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 vital to that inspiration process, but that doesn't come about without doing the work and just putting stuff out there and, and being proud of what you've got so far and saying, hey, here's where I'm at. I'm working today. Let's see mm-hmm. where it goes, you know. No, I, I completely agree. And I said hothead, not pothead. Oh, I, I thought hothead you said... Because you're yeah, jumping yeah. into things yes, all the time. Yes, pothead. My, my bad. I, I, the internet connection. I yeah, thought the you, internet. I thought you called Blame me a the, pothead. And yeah, it, that's, that's why we're going to have you know war because somebody's going to say something. And say, <laughs> what? Launch yeah. the nukes. Yeah, right. No, no uh, yeah, I, I, am a, I am a hothead in that respect where I, I like to just explore creativity, hence the, this show, you know mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there's so much amazing stuff happening and in so many people that are doing things that just blow my mind. And you know, that's the that's the one huge plus of social media. Because a lot of people right now have because of the internet, because of social media, they have a voice. Right. And I mean, back in the days of non internet, mm-hmm. you know, the dark days, uh, how did you find these people? You had scouts looking for mm-hmm. artists. You had scouts looking for, you know, uh, y- y- you as an artist have to go out to galleries and, and say, hey, right. you know what? I'm a painter. Here's my pictures. Do you like any? You know, can I put them in the in your gallery? And, and right. vice versa. Right now, because of social media, everybody has a voice. Yeah. And yes, it could be overwhelming at some points because you've got so many voices screaming, look at me. Yeah, that black hole of chaos. Yeah, Right. But from there, it's so much easier to find inspiration and find other creatives that are doing something wonderful. I mean, unfortunately, 
it has a minus because they found Bieber that way, <laughs> right? They found him on YouTube and they go, oh, look at that guy. He can sing. No, yeah. <laughs> no, they made a mistake on that one. But, you know, there's there's millions of others. And that's that's what I'm saying. Everybody has a voice now and they can utilize that voice to share their art, to share their creativity. And that's the beautiful thing. Right. Well, you know, you and I have, have had many conversations on, on the social media side of things. We talk a little bit about followers and, you know, we both, I think, do our best to ignore those numbers. Mm-hmm. And, and as time goes on, I think, uh, you know, not to speak for you, but I think for me, I, I look at my numbers and they <laughs> just don't move. Um, you know, Instagram, as an example, I've been sitting at the same amount of followers, give or take 10 or 15 either way for a year and a half, two years. It doesn't matter what I do. It just sits there. So, but I look at that and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't have a following. I don't have that many people. And I look at our, our good friends like Brian and I see, you know, he's got a massive following, which even his following, he can look at people and say, oh, I don't have nothing. You know, look at this guy. There's always someone with a bigger following. But I look at it and it's like, oh, you get down on yourself. And then you look at that number, even if, even though it's considered a super small following, like 480 mm-hmm. people, under 500 people, right? Yeah. And then it, it's the old, you know, cliche thing to think about. But think about in those old days, you know, like you talked about, you're visiting galleries, you're boots to the ground hustling, trying to find someone to just look at your work, let alone buy it or, or comment mm-hmm. on it. Think about having a room full of 500 people that you could just say, hey, today, look at this. Meet me at 2 o'clock in the town square. I've got one new image to show you. Let me hear what you think about it. 500 people is a lot of people. It is a lot of people. When When you you think about it. When you look at the the physicalities of it, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of mouths. Right. And a lot of eyes. Right. To look at your image and then spread the word. Right. And so, you know, when you're having millions of followers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, and as we know, I mean, social media is never, never something that sticks around. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you you post your image, you have what, 15 seconds, essentially yeah, of if, fame. If that, yeah. If that, right, before the picture disappears into the right. whole feed of, of uh, algorithms <laughs> and, and maths and stuff like that, right. and you lose your, you lose your place. Right. You're well, that's by somebody else. That's why I tag everything of mine with Justin Bieber. Yes, and you should. And you should you <laughs> Regardless should. of what it is, yes, Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift, everything of mine gets tagged with that. Exactly. <laughs> and, and <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, no, it's 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 that, and you know, I just thought that. Um, about your show when you were talking about the listening to the album from oh yeah top yeah to the beginning to the end right you know back then also I you know I'm an old foggy so <laughs> you know back then um, you had albums that actually made sense there's a lot right. of albums right now that are just picked of songs yep and they picked a couple of songs they they, they don't have a cohesive um story no it's an album it's right? an album it's a bunch of, of singles yeah yes essentially yep so yeah listening to 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 albums that actually do have a cohesive structure to it mm-hmm. um, they're not easy to find there's not a lot of artists that still produce those mm-hmm. but they're they're very inspirational to to, right. to listen and 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 to feel the energy and and, and hear the story and just you know, it's 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 great stuff. So, to add to that to that podcast to that show, mm-hmm. one of my albums that you would listen, you have you have to listen from beginning to the end. Right, is Pink Floyd's last the last cut. The last cut. Yes. When did that and, come out? Oh my god! I, I don't know if I've heard of that one. I, I admit, um, I, I know. I'm kind of a uh, a mid-range Pink Floyd fan where I know more than just the biggest hits, but I also am not super deep into Pink Floyd. I know obviously like Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall and yeah, which all of those knows. big ones, you know, Pulse. Oh, and and, it's not the last cut. Sorry, it's the final cut. Oh, the final cut. Okay. And it was released on March uh, or 1983. Okay. So, so not, not 1983. And it's basically, it's a story of a war in a war hero coming home and right and it's a it, it has to, like 
there are songs that you can listen without the album mm-hmm. and they sound great, but the whole album makes a whole lot of sense. Oh, it makes it. Well, you, you said something that I think is almost a perfect place to wrap up the, the inspiration idea, you know, and, and we mentioned, you know, looking at other, other people's work, listening to the music and, you know, all these other places where we always, you know, people tend to look to those places for inspiration and you know, like we said, you need to be working when it when it hits you. But the one thing that is great about doing that, exposing yourself to all the different creativity, you know, the music, mm-hmm. the albums, that that idea is excellent. And what you said is that when you're listening to it from start to finish, you you get that creative energy. You feel that energy. It's not that you're inspired to now go write your own Pink Floyd album, right? But when you're listening to that work, that that creative energy. It's there, man. It just flows. And I, I know I sound like a total hippie right now, but <laughs> you, you feel that creative vibe and it unlocks something in your head that if you're working consistently day after day and in just exercising those creative muscles in whatever way you have available to you at that time, you know, like like you said, you don't get to shoot all the time, but you are doing your podcast. You are doing all these other things. Even even in the IT world, that's creativity is flowing through that. Mm-hmm. And when you get into that, a burst of creative energy from, say, an album or, you know, something like that, then you're open to it. You're, you're able to process that internally and let that, let that energy from that Pink Floyd album all of a sudden turn into your network solution for XYZ client, which then feeds into, hey, I'm gonna, I want to shoot this crazy photo series of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, butterflies, uh, landing on a waterfall, moving—you know—who knows? <laughs> Whatever right. it is, right. and it, it's that creative energy. It's a flow, and it's something that we just tap into as long as we are constantly working the muscle. I, I think that energy is there if we're willing to see it. Yeah, and the other thing is—I uh, know we're wrapping up, but well, that's when okay. the inspiration gets you, yeah. grab it by labels and just. Hold on to it. Yeah. Don't 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 think. let it go. Yeah. How many times we we know people, number of people, how many, you know, we've been those people ourselves too at times. How many times you see people get an idea and then they start thinking about that idea and they talk about it for weeks and months. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's been a year and they're still talking about I'm gonna do this thing. I've got this great idea. They're inspired, they're inspired, but they just can't take that first step. Yep. And that's you just can. a start. Exactly. Yep. And that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> well, you you commented on that on on one of the last episodes when I was talking about projects and when it's time yeah. to be done. <laughs> when to finish. Yeah, and it's you're like, like oh, that's I gotta a- know how to start it first. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and you you answered your own question right there by saying when that inspiration hits, just act on it. Just yeah. take that first step, even if you can't finish it. Just just get the ball rolling because it'll build on itself, and it may change directions 47 times before you ever see the end of that project or whatever it is or it may be 10 minutes and you're like all right that was a cool idea that's done Hmm, cool on to the next you Mm -hmm. never know but if you just grab it and run with it i think that's the key exactly mac you brought wisdom (laughs) you brought a a little wisdom to the adventures rather than my blind stumbling around out here oh no 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 this see again see this is what this is what we're talking about I, he's I already praising me, and he's putting himself down. Well, that's because I know I'm in a, I'm in the fog <laughs> of my concussion still. <laughs> when my episode came out here this week on, on Tuesday, that I recorded that Monday night. Tonight is Wednesday. It's only two days later. We're <laughs> recording this a week early, and I am still fully in the fog of my concussion, and and so I do feel like I'm kind of blindly wandering. So I hope I made sense and didn't uh, didn't confuse things too much. No, you made a lot of sense. You, I mean, we had a thank you for the conversation. It was, it was Always really awesome. So now I'm gonna go and uh, put my feet to the to the nice fireplace that you have here burning. Yeah. Uh, grab a nice hot something, some hot drink, mm-hmm. and listen to the final cut. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I need to pull that up. I haven't listened to it. It's a great. It's one of the best albums I've, I've I've listened by Pink Floyd. I, yeah. I, I, like you, I'm not a huge fan of Pink Floyd, right? But there's certain certain albums that just hit. Good Sonic Adventures. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I, there, there is, there's, there's. I'm toying around with the idea of of trying to put together like a custom Spotify list for this show, 
Um, I did. I started mm-hmm. it for Digital Soup. We were talking about albums over there. Yeah. And the the albums we kind of touched base on briefly, I, I threw together into a Spotify list, and they're on the show notes for that episode. But I'm toying around with the idea of of doing like just a, almost an album review episode here every once in a while where it's like, hey, this week all we're going to do is I want to just share with you this this album I've been listening to. Top mm-hmm. to bottom, let's go through it. Check it out, see, you know, put it on, see what you think, and, and give it a listen. Because there's a lot out there. You know, even though nowadays, like you said, so much is hit singles, that's it. There are still a lot of artists that do do take the craft of of putting a solid album together very seriously. Yeah. And it's it's they're harder to find, but they're well worth it if you can do it. Yeah, if you can find one, that most definitely. Absolutely. Well, Mac, I, I know as long as you're willing, we'll have you back here for future adventures because I do want to just continue having conversations with my friends. Always, always. As long as they're on the adventures, there's no mosquitoes. Uh, <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> we're that's not traveling through some kind of a blizzard. Yeah, no, well, that's the beautiful part about the virtual studio is the weather is always a perfect 68 degrees. And, you know, no mosquitoes, no poisonous snakes, and no blizzards. So we're good to go. You're talking 68 degrees Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Fahrenheit, yes. Okay, yes. Celsius, Celsius that's, would be a little bit hot. Yeah, that's hot. No, 68 Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I, had to throw this, I had to throw this Canadian thing. Yes, yes. Well, you were you were throwing me off in, in your, la- your episode where you went on your adventures in the mountain with your wife because you guys were talking about it being minus 30 and, and then it warmed up to like minus 7. And I was constantly in my head th- trying to do the math like, okay, so that's about... <laughs> Negative twenty-two at minus thirty, so negative seven is probably about positive ten. Or I, I, <laughs> finally, I gave up and I just went on my phone and did the conversions. <laughs> I don't remember what they came out to be, but I'm like, oh yeah, that is a nice day. <laughs> it was actually, it was actually quite a nice day. You know, it was going uh, from minus minus thirties to minus seven in the span of a few hours. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a lovely day. That's a big swing. That's awesome. Well, Mac. As always, this adventure has come to an end. It's not the end, as you know well. Thank you. But where do you want to point people to find you? Uh, it's very easy. There's two websites, essentially. Um, Shutter Time with sitandmac.com. That's the podcast. Uh, all the links are there. And, of course, mixedmedia.photography, which essentially my wife runs it right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't posted anything on it. Um it's yeah it's been kind of hard to share my stuff lately so uh but at least you will have a look at my wife's pictures and somewhere Mm -hmm. in there you'll find mine (laughs) deep inside buried right so that's the two websites that uh, essentially are perfect and then i know you're you're most active on twitter these days yes Uh, same with myself don't 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 do facebook very much right so i'll have the links to both the podcast shutter time and uh the photography mixed media photography and your shutter time twitter and and your own your own twitter so people want to reach out they can absolutely do that guys i know i've mentioned it here before but if you're not already please do go out and get yourself subscribed to the Shutter Time podcast because Mac does some awesome stuff every week. And you'll hear me every now and then pop up. Yes. But not only that, but he brings in a lot of other people. And in breaking news fashion, I've heard a rumor he might have a new co-host joining him on a more, would you say, that's, kind of semi-permanent? Yeah, that's a still a rumor. Still it's, a rumor? It's, it's, okay. still, it's still a work in progress. Okay, okay. So um, that, there might be something happening. You want to go check that out. But the, the the podcast, I've been listening to you guys forever. And like I say, truly owe it to you guys over at Shutter Time, both you and Sid, from early on for, for giving me my first podcasting experience because you had me as a guest a few times, and then I started my own, and then I started another one. And, and, then, <laughs> so we created, and then we created a monster, basically. That's, you did, that's, because that's what, well, what you did is <laughs> you gave me the confidence to step away from the YouTube stuff, which I loved at first and then got severely burnt out on because of the time that it took to do it. Mm-hmm. And you gave me the confidence to be able to say, you know what, let's do this in podcast form because that's where I wanted to be originally anyways. So for that, giving me my start, I do thank you very much. And, of course... More, most heartfelt. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, good. Deal. Anytime. Awesome. Awesome. So, guys, as you know, if you want to catch up with everything to do with adventures and creativity, you can head over to my website at davidswyduck.com. I too am most active on Twitter. 
Uh, you can find that at David Swiduck or the links for all of the social media and everything are right at my website, davidswiduck.com. How many of you have figured out how to spell that yet? That's that's the question. But <laughs> check the show notes. The links are in there. And so until next week, I do want to encourage you guys to stay open for that inspiration. Stay open for your own adventures and creativity. And please do reach out to me. Let me know if you're doing something creative. I'd love to see what you're up to. And if you really are, are interested in it, I'd love to talk to you as well. So hit me up. The links are all there on the website. And uh, keep on creating. And until next week, take care. Mac, what's your, what's your signature phrase I'm going to let you sign off with? <laughs> keep on clicking. Keep on clicking, guys. Have a good one. Thanks again for coming on, Mac. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening. Music in this episode is provided by the band Portrayal. It's a track called Lost Souls. You can find it at freemusicarchive.org.